Greetings, members of the Planetary Union. I am Communications Officer Asimov, and I have been tasked with introducing this podcast to you. The recording you are about to hear is brought to you by Captain Greggy Hochstetler and First Mates Miranda Fisher, Tim Treese, and alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Follow at Official Orville on Twitter to see all information dispatches from the crew, and go to officialorville.space to leave a comment on an episode or find links to subscribe to the show or rate and review us on iTunes. The mission is to explore the space. This is the official The Orville Podcast. Goddamn, goddamn, maybe it's those thighs that kill me from time to time. I'm the only one that sends shivers up your spine. Oh, I know how you like it, and I know that you like to ride it. Listen to the Orville Podcast. Don't listen to Hollywood Handbook. I drink my soda while I make my podcast. F you, the boys. Hello, all you aliens in the Planetary Union, and welcome to the official The Orville Podcast. With me, your podcasting captain, Greggy. Uh, and I've got my first mates here with me. First mate, Miranda, security officer, stronger than anyone else in the world. Uh, welcome to the show, Miranda. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> well, I, I do invite each of you on like every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the, the personal touch. Just buy a lot of stamps, Greggy, because get my invitation every single week. The nice thing is um, I send you guys uh, postcard invitations and you can use like a, a cheaper stamp on postcards. <laughs> so I do save some money on that. Uh, I've also got... I also invited uh, science officer, first mate, uh, and alien expert, Dr. Kevin O'Brien, to the show. Hey, thanks for the invite, um, and I appreciate it every week that you bring me on the show. And happy Alex Arbor Day. Uh, Arbor, we need you now more than ever. I think I need you, Arbor. It's so good that we have his, his past songs to listen to over and over and over again. I'm so ready for the new album. The catalog's good, but, you know, my replay button's worn out and want to hit the fresh play button. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the numbers guy, and uh, we, we've got to figure out some kind of what kind of officer Tim is. Like, Yeah, because we're, I, as far as I'm concerned, me and Miranda are in charge of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh well he's also a first mate and uh he's tim he's here on the show welcome to the show tim thanks thanks for inviting me hey i just got one question for you uh you think they celebrate cinco de mayo in space (laughs) (laughs) i think they only do like white american human culture (laughs) knowing how crazy the and kooky the things the people on the orville get up to i think they probably do celebrate cinco de mayo mm-hmm. they probably call it like cinco de drinko or something out there that's Ooh. too far that's going too wow. far i think it's that's more respectful than that drinko is it's uh beber i think 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Cinco de beber. Maybe. Maybe. So, lately, it seems as though I've, I've tapped out all of my friends, all of my family in the Ganonderma thing. Like, uh... It seems like I've, mm-hmm. I've been too good at the business, you know? I've, I've uh, spread out too far. There's nobody left to keep this uh, train moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of dried up. Yeah, I think we all know the feeling. There's not a lot of contacts that I haven't reached out to. Like, I'm still using the product, of course. I mean, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wish I had to stop. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You wish you had to stop, or you wish because you had to stop? Honestly, I don't even know, because I'm like, you know, oh, you might have heard me open a beer earlier, so oh, just well. days. You can't put it in that. That's the one thing that we've been told do not mix with. Yeah, well, I tried it, and, well, let's just say one of my butt cheeks fell off. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. How are you going to prank people now? <laughs> this is not good for you. Honestly, I think my classic prank might be easier because previously I had to spread my butt cheeks. <laughs> now I just kind of have to turn a little bit and it there. Might be weirder for them. An extra thing on top of it. <laughs> They're going to be like, is this a butt? No, it can't be. It smells like a butt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the jury's out on that prank. We'll see. You will see. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I wondered why Dr. Lim warned us so many times. Whatever you do, do not mix Ganonderma with beer. You mm-hmm. wouldn't say why. <sighs> but anyway, so uh, I've been, I've been uh, looking for a new business venture uh, to invest in. And I think I may have found it, you guys. Really? really? I'm so yes. excited. Uh, a friend You're of mine. not lying. I'm not lying. No, I'm not You've lying. You pranked us with fake businesses before. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a real, real business. Uh, a friend of mine linked me this video, and I've been watching it over and over again. And uh, I just had to share it with you guys. We got to get in while the getting is good. So you guys ready? You ready to hear about this? I'm listening, yeah, my, I'm my ears open, psyched, my wallet's yeah. slightly open, we'll see. Tim, how, do, how does your uh, butt cheek falling off <laughs> affect your like uh, wallet placement and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I got more room for cash now. Wow. Actually, it, it's my cool. doctor told me I should have a really full wallet to compensate for the lack of padding on that side now. So he gave you money to put in it? Oh, no, no, no. Um, he just told me I need to make money. He recommended Ganoderma, and I was like, yeah, that's oh, okay. yeah, that's how I got here, idiot. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm in the business, just so to speak. That's funny. Yeah, I noticed earlier you had a bunch of uh, like printer paper in your wallet, and I wondered yeah. why. Well, you know, I, I got in trouble with the police for that. You, you're not allowed to print out dollar bills and then... <laughs> put them in your yeah, wallet as it turns out that. you yeah, can't I, just I mean, print them out and put it in your wallet even if you're just keeping them in your wallet <laughs> no i just like it's not trouble until i tell someone and also i have a doctor's note that says <laughs> i need cash in my wallet and he well he was not a fan not even medicinal counterfeits no i i tried 
Um, no. And then, yeah, he, he spanked me on my bare butt and it oh. really hurt. <laughs> do the crime, you do the time. So you earned it. Um, that is cop abuse, though, and I do hope he gets fired. Yeah, this sounds less like a, a real policeman and more like the host of the Planetary Union podcast to me. <laughs> nah, man, I would have just tanked that guy. <laughs> if I saw him on the street, are you kidding? I'd kick him in the shins. <laughs> Let me go ahead and uh, play this first clip. Here we go. Hi, I'm Sean. We haven't met yet, but you've probably met our CEO, Joe. Cool guy. More about him later. <laughs> okay. I had to stop <laughs> Joe is so cool. He, sound, he sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about him yet, and I want to know so much more. His hype is just... It's staggering how much hype there is around this Joe guy. You see, social media is supposed to be easy. Communication's simple. But instead, we find ourselves lost between platform to platform that we can't even keep up. I mean, how am I supposed to remember where I sent my last poop emoji? Really? Really? Finally. Finally. Somebody how am I finally supposed, said it, yeah. How am I supposed to remember where I sent my last poop emoji? Yeah, because there's so many platforms. You've got Twitter, where you're probably sending a lot of poop emojis, Facebook, um, you know, text. Why is he trying to find out where he sent his last poop emoji? For taxes. <laughs> <laughs> taxes are some criminal proceedings and you have to prove maybe that could be the emoji that frees you from life in prison or worse, execution. It's like they should have they should have specified. Well, I'm just saying there's real this is real life consequences for everything. So I hope I hope he's got something that can help me find my last poop emoji. <laughs> I hope that the uh, app is not only for poop emojis. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be useful, but I think uh, you could easily branch out into other things as well. I mean, you think if you're going to develop the technology to track where you sent your last poop emoji, you could probably, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm signing up. I'm paying for the, you know, the... Uh, the uh, premium version of that app, the ad-free version, but I think he's going a little, a little bigger than that. I think he's he's ma- he's kind of you know joking around right now. He sounds serious. I'll beg to differ. Then this sounds as serious as the death penalty to me. That's the read I'm getting. Well, but you know how serious is that? Because mm. most of the time they don't even actually kill those people because you know courts and stuff. That's true. And honestly, I mean, look, I know it's disrespectful, but if you're in prison all the time, you have so much time to watch the Orville. Mm. Oh. You could ask for your last meal to be uh, Seth's butt. To be what now? I missed that part. But <laughs> I missed it again. What <laughs> work backwards? Whose butt would you most <laughs> want to eat in the world? Okay, yes, yeah, Seth MacFarlane. That's it. You got it. You figured it out. Okay, that makes sense. They have to do that, is the thing because you're entitled to a last meal. <laughs> 
Wow, yeah. I'm surprised there aren't more people like <laughs> trying to get death row on purpose because of that. That's true. Make a man I, I would kill, right? People say that that they'll kill for it, but right. Really putting it to the test because will you kill and die for it? That's a catch 22 for sure. <laughs> so I am surprised too as well. What if you you wanted your last meal to be poison? Then um, they wouldn't be able to kill you. You get away oh, with yeah. your crimes scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie. That's double jeopardy, okay, okay. I think. Remind me, I have to edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> uh, here comes this next clip. 5,116 kilometers. Dublin to New York. That's how far we took this thing. We brought Mingo to the Stock Exchange, the PlayStation Theater, and Times Square. Long nights, late flights, jet lag, and so much snow. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Mad that he didn't finish the rhyme. He went, long nights, late fights, jet lag, and... And it should have ended with ice. Yeah, he wrote us. Yeah. yeah, so much snow. So much snow. On kites, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Termites? What about workers' rights? <laughs> oh! <laughs> like the way you think, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough sell for an app. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Greggy, I'm going to have to open up here. I don't know what he's talking about. He <laughs> <laughs> just said uh, Joe's well, cool and they went to New York with Mingo. Joe's <laughs> cool. You can track your poop emojis. Who is Mingo? Um, yeah. <laughs> Mingo is the app, I think. Uh, is it yeah, Barkevius Mingo? Is that, is that like how the Orville is the ship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. Go County, West Virginia. I've been there. Yeah, 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 Tim. We're sick of hearing about Mingo <laughs> County. <laughs> give, me, give me a chance. This is the episode. We're ready to hear my Mingo County, West Virginia stories. <laughs> okay, tell it. Yeah, one story. We'll listen to one story. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jeez. Put me on the spot here. Uh, well... Rebuilt a guy's kitchen floor. Oh, I you bet did. you feel like jerks Personally now. Did. I mean, I helped. Why would I that make me kid, feel like so a jerk? Because you're making fun of me, and it turns out I was doing charity work. You didn't say it was for charity. I assumed you were doing a job. <laughs> what was wrong with the floor? I was like not there. Wow. I had so... uh, caved in. So there, everything in his, you're telling me everything in his kitchen was just hovering. <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of, yeah. It, yeah. What's yeah, the problem I mean, then? Why did they need a floor? It seems like he was doing fine. Seems like it would be easier. I see where you're going. It'd be easier to just get hovering shoes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, I was in high school at the time, so... Uh, so yeah, your brain wasn't fully formed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to remember who my chaperone was. But we could find him and call him up. Yeah. Because if this Great. person was an adult, and this is their idea of charity. 
Um, they sound like a villainous, evil man person. I think it was, uh, geez, what was that guy's name? The Dom. Who's singing? <laughs> okay. Tim, if you led with the, the charity kitchen floor aspect of the story and didn't tell us this chaperone was Saddam Hussein, I'm going to be so annoyed at you. Uh, no, it was Uday. <laughs> yeah, but Saddam did one. visit us uh, on, on site. And yeah, this was... Uh, Jesus must have been 2007, so this was right after he died. <laughs> why do you do? Why are you doing quotes? <laughs> right after uh, he died. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> why do you do the the Christ on the cross? <laughs> after uh, capital H E. Uh, I'm Hussein died. I'm saying Saddam is Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really supposed to tell people that, but it's been 12 years since this happened. Yeah, most people know by now, probably. He was like walking on water all over the place. So you'd think the idea to get hovering shoes would have come up. Guy, though, a real good guy. Yeah. How did the floor look after a bunch of kids fixed it? Bad, my friend. <laughs> We raised like a thousand dollars a person from friends and family to send a bunch of kids down there who did not know how to build floors <laughs> instead of sending money because it's for us, not them. Yes. I met a lot of cool people. Uh, Uday was great. <laughs> I still keep up with him. That's cool. It's always tough after a visit, you know, a, a trip like that. If you grow apart from the people, it's like you want to talk about it to somebody, but. You know, you're not you're not close to them anymore. But luckily, you always have Uday. Yeah, um, he's just a phone call away. Uh, you know, modulo time zone differences in Iraq. Right. We should have him on the show. He's been asking. <laughs> <laughs> we should. That would be a good episode, I think. It, does he like uh, the Orville? Uh, he's not the biggest fan it's basically his only flaw. Uh, <laughs> what a they monster. Just, yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of America-centric, the show, and he doesn't love America. Oh, yeah, true. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, Seth, you know, he doesn't have the cleanest history of jokes about Saddam, and I'm sure he did them at some point. Mm. Yeah. But hey, you know, we'll talk him into it. <laughs> right. We partnered with Hashgraph to be the first ICO on their platform. Using their technology means unprecedented speeds, which solidifies our platform to become a market leader. And that's exactly our plan. Okay, so you guys are wondering, is this a good business to get involved with? Absolutely, yes. Their plan is to become the market leader. <laughs> like, how would you not want to be a part of that? It is a strong proposal. <laughs> yeah, if Mingo's going to be number one, numero uno, then I'm in. Yes. If Mingo's the new big cheese, <laughs> I want you to cut that up, put it on a <laughs> cheese board, and serve it to me. You only want to eat the biggest cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be living like fat rats, you know what I mean? That big old cheese. <laughs> a big cheese for a big rat. Fattest rats get the biggest cheese. 
It's true. The Aristorats. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. <laughs> so what? So so what did he do? What is Mingo doing now? Well, what they partnered. Just... They partnered with Hashcraft. Yes. Um. Okay. So they're gonna be the 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 number one ICO on the platform. Okay, this is all ringing bells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this sounds like blue light special to me. I hear ICO. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yes, I know what that means. And uh, what it means is, you know, cash money signs in my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, sad part is uh, I totally know what that means. Oh, that's not sad. Yeah, that's not sad. That's good. What is an ICO? We all know what it means. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go last then. Okay. Well, to me, ICO <laughs> means big cash money signs in my brain. <laughs> That's it. You got it. To me, it means becoming the industry leader. For me, I'm just thinking Mingo plus Hashcraft (laughs) equals ICO. That's the meaning of ICO to you? Yep. (laughs) Tim, what's yours? I got great news. You're all right. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're all right. In the nuts and bolts of it is it stands for initial coin offering. Oh, wow. So it's like uh, so Hashcraft, I assume, is some kind of uh, like a a Bitcoin type of thing. Yeah, it must be a crypto exchange, I guess. But it can't if it's yeah. their first ICO, then they can't be very popular. Well, no, yeah, I mean yeah, uh, Dublin to New York. Right, exactly. <laughs> Dublin to New York, so much snow. You're like you're getting in on the ground floor. That's the best place to get into one of these uh, <laughs> one of these uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, late nights. Long flights and trikes. Jet lag and sleeping bags. Ooh, that's good. That's like a uh like a Bob Seeger turn the page lyric. Who? Oh Bob Seeger. Um Sing me a song. We all know Bob Seeger. <laughs> Basically just Bruce Springsteen. I know Bob Seeger, but I didn't know he wrote music. Tri- look, I'm not a Bob Seeger fan, but he predates Bruce Springsteen pretty significantly. <laughs> Uh, kind of. This is great podcast content. What do you mean, kind of? Oh, I mean, you know, Bruce Springsteen was like big in the 80s, right? Fuck him up, Miranda. Terrible, <laughs> terrible start. And uh, Bob Seger's more of like a 90s kind of guy. Oh, what? I didn't, he didn't really get popular until the 2000s because, you know, some of his music. The truck commercials. <sighs> Like yeah, truck rock. commercials where he, where that was his real cash cow with truck commercials. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's a good point. You're making some good points. Like 90s kids, for me being a 90s kid, is listening to Bob Seger in a truck commercial. His famous music video with uh, Tom Cruise in his underpants. Uh-huh. Was, that was Bob Seger. But like before he got famous. <laughs> I only know from that song that he uh, wrote for Metallica. That? Which one is that? Uh, No. Uh, yeah, sing it, it for called? us. I don't know the title of it. Just sing oh, how it goes. I, I only know it, you know, from the way Metallica sings it. They're like, um, Here I am <laughs> upon the stage. There I go. Blaze uh. out again. <laughs> Do I sound like a Metallica? Turn the page. Sounds like, sounds like Bob Seeger. <laughs> Might be shocked to know that's turn the page, the uh, 
the song I mentioned first. <laughs> Bob Seger's from Michigan. Greggy, Greggy, you should know all about him. Oh yeah, I mean he's my grandpa. <laughs> I love uh, I love watching Detroit Lions home games, and they always cut to him in the box watching. He's a real Michigan Do staple. They? Oh, constantly. Mm-hmm. He does every halftime show. It's nice. Oh yeah, everybody knows that. He's definitely like the most famous Detroit musician. <laughs> He's probably the most famous Detroit musician at the Lions game. <laughs> I don't know. He made he does he did like Kid Rock too. He made that the song song was about him, right? Like Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I had a Bob Seeger conversation with somebody yesterday, so I'm kind of I've kind of like hit my limit. If we could oh, talk okay. about something else. <laughs> okay. Well, Stop talking to... about Bob Seeger. Oh bossy much? <laughs> All right, well, hopefully this next clip will not make us want to talk about Bob Seger anymore. You see, we're not like everyone else in the Valley. Building a user base is cool, but building a business is cooler. Mingo is a business, and we want you to be a part of that. Ultimately, your bottom line is our bottom line. We will make communication simple across these platforms, and we will bring crypto to the masses through our merchant platform and our esports. Together, we will turn spectators into users. As one Irish athlete said, we did not come here to take part. We came here to take over. Man, that made me think about Bob Seger even more than the last one. Tell me about how I really cool hate it is. Her. It's got Seeger all over it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know Bob Seeger as an Irish athlete, though, the way Shawnee described him. <laughs> that must be one of his songs. This song has like a narrator who's an Irish athlete. I'm sure he's got a song about some, I don't know, like bare knuckle boxers. I don't know. Is this offensive to the Irish? Sorry. <laughs> it was really brave of Sean to uh, record this video like in the middle of a hurricane the way he did. Yeah, it's definitely good audio. What did he say this clip? Again, I forget already. He said they're going to bring crypto to the masses. Um, through Did their not- esports and uh, their platform. He said the platform is going to be easy. He said what, building a user base is cool, but building a business is cooler. Business is cool. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and MingoCoin is a business. MingoCoin is a business, just letting you know. <laughs> and in case, so you hear that and you're thinking, okay, where do I invest? How do I invest? Yeah, it's nice that this clip, he finally described exactly what the business is. So we all get it now. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, if I'm being honest, I didn't get it before, but now I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Bringing crypto to the masses through esports. Yeah, I'll have to like look over their esports rosters and kind of see uh, like how far that reach can be depending on which uh, players they have because certain players are more global uh, than others. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I hope they have a good esports team, basically, because I can change a business. Oh, absolutely. You look at all the all the big Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. They got the best esports. I really hate to go back to it, but I mean, Bob Seger was no one until <laughs> until he formed that uh, Super Mario Brothers team. What? Took nationals. <laughs> yeah. 
I know it's it's so funny because he's so famous now. You don't remember that that's how he got started <laughs> in the nineties. Yeah, the uh, competitive Super Mario Brothers. You know that game where uh, it's like Mario versus Luigi, and you have the POW things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his team was really good at that. Yeah, well, they're also especially really good on at uh, jumping on those big. Uh, like bullets that go across the screen because it is the silver bullet band is uh, esports <laughs> team actual reference i love it <laughs> <laughs> i don't i'm not a huge bob Sierra. like i said i'm a 90s kid i've only known from the truck commercials and uh and obviously super mario but i didn't know about the, the silver bullet band it wasn't underwear oh well i know about it because he is my grandpa but oh yeah okay <laughs> And he married a werewolf. Hmm, he's a werewolf. <laughs> no offense to your grandmother, of course. <laughs> Somehow they made it work. <laughs> I gotta say, Tim, you've kind of nailed uh, a problem that I, I have with the business, which is it doesn't seem specific enough. Like, uh, we're not getting good references to, like, what we're actually investing in. Um, but I'm really excited to work with Mingo, for sure. To me, once they said businesses are cool and mingo's a business i'm <laughs> i'm all in yeah i'm not trying to be cool or anything but yeah, i mean look i happen to like cool things and i like businesses and if businesses are cool and Mingo's a business like miranda said i'm in seeing big cheese it's like that um it's that bob seeger song taking care of business <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Every day. So Joe calls me, and he tells me we're like two-thirds of the way through with this thing. And it excited me. Joe. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to make this video, and I'm going to call it 72 hours. <laughs> because I want to hear from you in the next 72 hours. I'm excited to hear from you in the next 72 hours. I am a cog in a machine full of incredible people that know exactly what oh they're my doing. God. The vision has never been clearer, <laughs> and we are all ready to go. If you're hearing this, it's because we have pitched to you. You have heard our pitch. And now we want to hear from you. Call me. It's your call. (laughs) (laughs) Chills. Chills. (laughs) I do wonder why... Why the horror music uh, ambient track? I kept looking over my shoulder like a shawty behind me. <laughs> my my total theory is uh, it's totally um, the soundtrack to the social network. Because it's that yeah, it's sound probably, right? is totally at the beginning. And he's like, you know what's cool? You know what's even cooler? Like, um, what are they? It's like, you know what's cool? A billion dollars or whatever. I think oh, he yeah. just thinks he's in the social network. That sounds right. Well, he did say he's a cog in the machine. So <laughs> it does sound like he is inside the social network. Joe called him. I think Joe maybe called and said like, hey, if you don't get this shit together and you got three fucking days. <laughs> he's like, and he was like, okay, Joe, I'm going to make a video and I'm going to call the 72 hours because that's three days. And uh, now I'll go right now. I go to the streets. <laughs> I don't care if it's a hurricane. And we're going to fucking put Mingo on the map. It was great to finally get that payoff of more about Joe. And then, yes, finally, we get to hear he called Sean. <laughs> Joe's so cool. 
<laughs> he uh, yeah. like was confident enough that he didn't even text him before to be like, hey, it's a good time to call. I bet he just called. I think you're probably right. Although Joe is really cool, but um, what's even cooler is a business. though. <laughs> That's true. I wonder, if, can Joe be cooler than a business? So what do you think, guys? Are we going to call? It's our call. You leave a number? Uh, no, but like you said, <laughs> if we're seeing the video, then we've heard his pitch. So uh, we should have his contact information. Yeah. Um, should we just write him an email right now? Are there like 10 episodes of this? Did we just watch the season finale of Shawnee and Joe star Mingo? And we missed. Like eleven episodes of <laughs> of explaining <laughs> what of explaining what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I'll have to check in with Kieran um, and and find out if if there's other things we missed. Kieran knows him. Well, Kieran <laughs> found this video and sent it to me um, as a you know investment opportunity. Yeah, yeah obviously. But yeah, the, I do still have a few questions about the business and stuff like that. Um, how are they going to make money? Like, it, it seems like it's an app. I'm going to try and search on my phone and see if I can find this app, Mingo. Well, there's a lot of different things called Mingo, but I don't think any of them are right. Isn't it Mingo coin? coin? That's what I should search. Sounds like it'll make platforming easier, at least. Um, no, I, I don't. I'm not through its East, Mingo through its East, maybe Mingo Esports team. Mingo Esports. Yeah. MingoCoin.com. The team Joe Arthur, CEO and co founder. Oh, you found it? Just MingoCoin.com. Oh, okay. Found this New York Times article that says. Shawnee's last 72 hours. The deathly tale of one man. Oh, no. Long flights. <laughs> bladed nights. And, we'll finally stole, took him down. and stolen life. Wow. <laughs> well, finally took him down. So much snow. <laughs> I don't okay. think Mingo can be destroyed by snow. In my opinion. That's just my opinion, guys. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mingo is an instant messenger aggregation app that supports Facebook, Twitter, Steam, Discord, Slack, Skype, and IRC Cloud. And that's a Irish -y cloud? Well, IRC. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that stands for Irish -y. <laughs> you know what and also can i just like i this is kind of fucked up because it's the english language right mm -hmm. and they made irishy sound like piracy which is like fucked up another fucked up thing the english have done to the irish yeah that's crazy um, i know that we've talked about this privately before but this is just like this is just the joke thing from the office, right? And the joke is like how bad it is, and that nobody would ever want that. I don't know. Did it? Did it have uh, like Bitcoin involved? <laughs> plus Bitcoin. Plus Bitcoin. Are you talking about our office? <laughs> yes. 
I'm talking about the official The Orville podcast office. I've been, I know I've been sick and I haven't been in a while, but man, I do not, I do not know what you guys are talking about. How, how do you not remember this? Talk about it every day. Oh, you sick. <laughs> you are sick every day. Have you ever been to the office? Never been to the office. <laughs> I'm <sighs> sick. I need to change our work from home policy. <laughs> I like it. Workers are right. Yeah, I, I think they ac- haven't actually made the app yet. Yeah, so it's like a 35-page white paper. Yeah, so let's go over it page by page. Yeah, yeah, okay. What is it? A, <laughs> what is it, a CVS receipt? <laughs> <laughs> have, you guys seen these, have you guys seen these CVS receipts? Sometimes I, I go to CVS, and the guy says, hey, is it? I'm like, Jesus. And the guy's like, I got to get more ink. I got to get more paper. And he goes in the back. He comes back. T- Ten minutes have gone by. He's like, hold on, sir. I got to get you this receipt. And by the time. Why don't you just leave when he's I'm, in the back? Well, see, I'm walking to my car. And then I get in my car and I close the door. And there's this freaking receipt hanging out of my pocket. And it's getting stuck in the door. And now I'm pretty much tethered to this CVS. And I, the guy's got to use his special scissors. I got the receipt. You know, you could uh, give. I'll accept any CVS receipts just to fill my wallet with. Okay. At this point, I'm just desperate. <laughs> How big is your wallet? Because these CVS receipts are so long. I think mean, you got to have a super big wallet. Yeah. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop talking about the CVS receipts. Oh, keep going. Okay. Keep going. No. No. Okay. Well, there's things. Okay. Come on. You got Put like some a, of the stuff on them. I'm like, hey, what is this? Uh, the next Harry Potter book. Why would it be that? Because it's very long. Yeah, both long. And did oh, you know okay. J.K. Rowling wrote the first Harry Potter on a CVS receipt? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we watched The Orville Season 2, Episode 6, A Happy Refrain. Um, on this episode, Bordis gets a mustache Clay and or no Clay Claire <laughs> Clay Thompson <laughs> Claire and Isaac go on a date um, and fall in love and then they break up and then they fall in love again um, and they look at a planet or something and uh, <sighs> great app um, oh good. <laughs> In the porn episode, wasn't there a Bordis that had a mustache in that? Uh. Ooh. Wow, are you saying what I think you're saying? <laughs> yeah, recycled material. I, I think we've already dealt with uh mustached Yeah, I thought I thought that the, the porn Bordis had like taken the place of real Bordis. Oh, <laughs> okay. They're no. set setting up a future episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Very good. Hmm. Like that. But Tim, you must have loved this um this variation of the mustache gag because this time it was a prank. They set him up good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh that hilarious line where Cat Morville was like, uh Gordon Malloy, remember we talked about uh you know being cautious with your communications to Commander Bordis. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> I like that they set up this prank and then in the opening seconds of the show and then they wrap it all up in the next like 
minute and then it, <laughs> that's it <laughs> so funny uh the the best b stories i think are um you know just flimsy barely there uh things yeah what what did you guys think did bordas look better with mustache yes better than what <laughs> better than he did before maybe not better than everybody else sure <laughs> okay Go so on with, with, yeah so with a mustache <laughs> bordas is the, the best looking character in the show you're saying uh, other than uh captain orville <laughs> wow of course goes without saying Miranda really loved the mustache. What, I'm just saying, no, I'm, I'm saying... He, with, he, without it? No, I'm saying he, he already was better looking than everybody else. Mm. <laughs> and adding, adding the mustache doesn't stop that. <laughs> I didn't realize... I thought you liked uh, John Lamar the best, but... This is surprising. Well, I mean, me. John Lamar, that's like a personality thing. Bordas for just like, I mean, his magnetism, like for pure pure sex appeal. Yeah, and they've been they've been milking that all this season a season with just sexy Bordas stuff. They're basically daring us not to jerk (laughs) off to him. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, the 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 doctor um, shoots Bordas's lip with a, a laser for a second. And uh, then he grows a mustache. Not just any laser. Not just any laser. A little stimulating laser or something like that? It was a supermarket barcode scanner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they were just stretching their dollar there. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, as, as he's leaving the doctor's office, I noticed Isaac asks the doctor if he is sick. And um, she kind of talks about, like what he was there for you know to see her for and uh that doesn't seem right like that's like private information that's that's against the law now i guess we have primitive laws maybe in the future everybody is able to know everybody else's uh personal business yeah they're a more advanced society so (laughs) they get rid of outdated laws like hipaa (laughs) yeah this is cool now uh isaac and the doctor are falling in love or the doctor is falling in love with isaac i guess oh god until you said that i forgot i had forgotten what this episode was about it's you'd think it would be unforgettable yeah the thing that we had been joking about like all like since last season i think uh actually came true and and they like went on a big date <laughs> They did more than that. They Oh yeah. <laughs> they went all the way. <laughs> Before they got to that though, we find out Ty is a music genius. He is so good at piano. And Ty, of course, is Claire's son. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that Greg. Well, he, he has a good teacher. <laughs> but he's also very smart for a, a child, we find out from Isaac. And it's cool that Isaac is kind of, you know, he's a jerk to everybody else. So if he says something nice, that that gives it an extra weight, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people when they complain about, you know, <laughs> tell me that whatever I said was rude or selfish. I'm like, well, now when I say something nice, you'll know I really mean it. You're just like, I'm, I'm an Isaac. You know this. 
<laughs> now you can say so that. That can be your shorthand. Orville sign. Your real Isaac. More of a Captain Orville, personally. It was nice to find out that Yafit is still alive in this episode. <laughs> yes. More alive uh, than he ever. He shows up at the recital. And he shows up a couple of times in this episode. This was a good Yafit episode, I think. Yeah, it's a, he's, I feel like he's there to remind us that he used to have a thing with the Doctor. And this is kind of him passing the torch on to Isaac. Saying, like, <laughs> she's yours now. Well, let's Blessing. let's say that I'm sure we have we all have a lot of thoughts on on that scene, but we're not there yet, right? Um, not to, well. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, we're there. We're not there yet. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, In this episode's totally just a blur. I only remember yeah, like nothing a few actually scenes. happens in it. Like it's very. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, they fall in the well. Dr. Claire decides she's in love with Isaac because he's nice to her son. Uh, and they hang out together. But he is like, he's a robot. He's like a, a machine. And uh, well, he, he brings her a banana. I remember that. He brings her a banana and, and he's like, You are often cantankerous when you do not have sufficient uh, calories or something like that. Like smarty pantsy. And she's, you know, she's like, Looks at him like, wow, she, he knows me. So then what she goes and asks for, she has Kelly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She asks Kelly, like, I know this is literally insane, but I think I love this robot. And Kelly just goes, trust your instincts. This whole episode, it was good to remember that Seth wrote it. Because some of the female female dialogue was just so believable that it's like shocking that uh, that Seth wrote it. But he's just in tune with all to all of humanity, I guess. Yeah, I got super uh, her vibes. You know, the movie Spike Jones wrote. I think it won an Oscar or something. This is like where oh, a, a guy falls in love with a robot. Well, Seth flipped the script on us, and now it's a woman. Oh, yeah. in love with it's a brilliant. robot. Yeah. He said, uh, Spike, I like what you've done, but how about um, make the guy a robot? <laughs> or a robot and the girl a human? Yeah, so this episode is like a, a new Ghostbusters her episode. Yeah. It had a really effective thesis that there's like, you only have to do two or three things and you can make any woman fall in love with you. <laughs> I watched with my wife and as we, uh, you know, as we were watching it, at one point she turned to me and she said, this is exactly what you did. And I said, <laughs> yeah, it worked, baby. Yeah, the only thing they don't do is establish Kino properly, like an outright let you know. But John Lamar is definitely proving himself to be uh, the mystery of the bunch. Definitely, yeah. Everybody, if they ever want any dating advice, they always go to John. I Okay, they always go to John. It was a little bit confusing to me, though, because then Isaac is like, oh, you guys are dating, right? And he and the woman like don't agree on whether they're dating, and there's some confusion. <laughs> and it was really funny, and it made me laugh really hard. But it did make me wonder, like, is this guy that good at dating? Like, is this... <laughs> Is he the guy should be who should be giving all the advice? 
Uh, I mean, I would say like they're showing that he's not the guy to get advice from, really. But his advice is flawless, as Tim said. It's a tried and true three stamp method, <laughs> and it gets any woman you desire. Well, every time you see John, it's always with a, a new woman, so it's like he must be great at dating. Yeah, it's your your success at dating is just how many notches you got in that, you know. <laughs> belt so to speak i didn't i it was weird that like like we said like uh the doctor seemed like she was going to ellie to have her like maybe talk her off this ledge and she was just like let's have a drink and i'll tell you to do it and then isaac goes to uh, john lamar and he's like i she's asking me out and i don't know what to do and he's like basically like do it you know and i don't know and then at the end they seem they everybody's like huh like i can't believe this didn't work out it's just very i feel like isaac and claire were misled this episode but it worked out i guess <laughs> I, the thing about it was from the very beginning isaac i don't even remember maybe you just know it or someone said it you, like exactly the problem which is that isaac literally has no emotions what yeah. it says it he calls him. He's like, "This will not work." <laughs> yeah, and he's totally right. <laughs> like, you can't yeah, be in a relationship with someone. This is, this is Seth's power of love episode. It is like love conquers all. <sighs> I want to talk about the end because I have something to say about that. With the end, okay. I mean, like, this is like a, such a spoiler, but. <laughs> <laughs> well but it, okay so in the in the end it's not like love conquers all it's that like i decided that i have to do this in order to properly study human relationships and she just goes okay great like it's not like he learns to love he's still a fucking robot isn't that a brilliant statement on human relations <laughs> uh explain explain what that means like sometimes sometimes it's good when you're with someone who's only with you out of obligation. Like, I don't know if you're their boss or something. <laughs> you love them and they are better off dating you than not dating you. Cause they'll get fired and replaced by a different actress. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah a good and that's love. That's true. Love. Also, Isaac has, you know, his operating system will rewrite itself or whatever. And he's found that uh, it, it rewrote itself to, like, depend on Claire or whatever. Um, so he prefers to have her around. And that's, I mean, when you think about it, that's really what love is when you, you know, you depend on someone else to uh, do things for you and stuff like that. That's love. Love is familiarity. It's just... <laughs> No, feeling comfortable. Love is dependency. Mm -hmm. There, there was a funny part when uh, uh, Isaac goes to ask, goes to ask John Lamar and uh, fucking Scott Grimes. Uh, my, my brain is like melting right now. And Dan is there, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, Dan, Dan says, I don't know." Isaac's like, "Oh, I'm interested in it, maybe, or something like that." And Dan says. Ah, sweet emotion. Because it's an Aerosmith song. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a, it's a Scott Grimes song. 
<laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I was thinking Bob Seger person. <laughs> well, yeah. any of those, because Dan likes music. Right. I think I decided this episode, I don't like Dan. <laughs> what? I know. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. Hmm, this might be my last episode. <laughs> I think they're I think they're like making him corny on purpose, like that's his uh personality trait or whatever. But I don't want to watch a corny guy anyway. That's true. I wanna watch Isaac. Exactly. Not some corny guy. Yeah, I wanna I wanna see Isaac's sweet butt. Yeah. And even the real Isaac sweet butt. <laughs> Ideally, the, yeah. Not the real Isaac, the the human Isaac. Right. Is that the is that a spoiler? Isaac is a turns into a real boy. <laughs> yeah, they go to the they go to the uh holodeck or whatever it is, and uh Isaac gets like holodeck put over him to make him a, a human or whatever. Um, and I guess he feels like a human and everything when when Claire touches him, uh, because she kisses him two times and then immediately <laughs> decides it's time to go all the way and uh, have sex. Wow! I, that felt like dishonest writing because they just said that it was her favorite food and drink and she didn't even finish. <laughs> Good point. I didn't catch that. That that was a real flub. Yeah, she didn't finish her champagne. And what was her food? I don't remember. Her food was like some kind of a potato, like some kind of a... Some potato. Yeah, some potato food. <laughs> some sort of potato. I heard you like potato. <laughs> it did, it, it, it did uh, seem weird to me that it was her favorite food, but not enough that I remember what the, the specific of it was. I think it was, yeah. Can I say what... I would have written to happen is he would have said, and your favorite food is potatoes. And then it would just be um, one raw potato gets set down in front of her. And then we have to watch her in real time just eat an uncooked mm. potato. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And, and that actually is her favorite food in your scenario? Um... <laughs> She no, really enjoy she, it she meant it? she meant like I love potatoes in different forms. Like I like uh, French fries and stuff like that. But I'm on this date. I don't want to embarrass this guy, so I gotta just eat it. Then um, Scott Grimes, yeah. <laughs> Scott Grimes then could make her have to keep eating raw potatoes when Isaac's around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for Orville nights. <laughs> Speaking of Orville Knights, this episode is very Orville Knights, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. Date, they're going on dates. They're playing the uh, uh, bowling. <laughs> yep. They go um, and uh, see an orchestra uh, flies to the, the Orville and uh, they play Singing in the Rain. Yeah, it really is just a, a fan fiction episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and yet seth wrote it right you think he ran out of ideas and just uh copied a fan's fan fiction is there any um orville uh rule 34 content out there <laughs> there must be i haven't looked in a while but by season two it must be out there 
I've, we've written it like oh, true. <laughs> it's obviously uh, out there because we've done it oh we didn't mention uh yafet comes on and he gets a human suit as well i mean he's his his actual self norm mcdonald pretty cool yeah yeah i okay this is what i wanted to talk about um i think it's fucked up that um Yafit has been relentlessly pursuing Dr. Claire for like a season and a half and his persistence hasn't been rewarded with repeated sexual intercourse with her. Like he's earned that. <laughs> he was, he called dibs, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like he has staked the claim. She is his now, right? Yeah. This is the message. I think that stuff is put forth in this episode. I also want to say that when we were getting ready to do the episode, Kevin said, oh, me and Tim are going to be in a bad mood. And it turned out that he was talking about basketball. But for a minute, I thought he meant because, <laughs> because of the way this episode treats men. Like, he, like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Celtics did lose and they're down 3-1. But mainly I was talking about how this episode reads <laughs> poor Yafit, who they let just like basically to me it seemed like i mean he's like a, a robot and he's not a living being and it's like saying the robot is better than the man she's like oh it knows he knows everything he was so precise and i'm just like oh this is anti-man all over it yes None of you are just pissed off, Tim. And Greggy, he's, he doesn't get mad at these things. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even if... Okay, fine. She has her little uh, date with Isaac or whatever. But then, why doesn't she then go with the nice guy who's been there all along, uh, Yafit, when she's on the rebound? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's just how, you know... It's real life. Um, you know, art imitates life, and that's just what's happening every day. Um, <laughs> really, really, really good guys. Nice guys. Really, just good, nice guys. And then the episode ends with Isaac and the doctor getting back together. And I'd really, I, I'm worried that uh, Yafit's going to start, you know, going his own way. <laughs> Is that a Bob Seger song? <laughs> uh, no, it's a it's a men going their own way. It's it's a kind of like being an incel, but if you're like forty instead of twenty. Oh, okay. Get it? I get it. It's good energy. Yeah, this. Um, I I don't know if I did really like that scene. I mean, men's rights aside, I didn't really like that scene uh, when. The doctor was describing her sex with Isaac. I doesn't really like it. <laughs> I mean, Why not? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get flamed for this, but I just didn't like it. <laughs> it was a feeling I I really don't know why. Maybe somebody more articulate can, but I had just had this feeling of I don't like this. That's how women talk about their orgasms. <laughs> Seth wrote this. <laughs> He knows. He's probably heard it all the time. If any one person out there knows about the female orgasm, it's Seth MacFarlane. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think that's basically everything that happens in this episode. Um, Seems like I, we missed a lot, but I don't know what, and I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wore the pants. Thing, yeah, he did wear pants. And uh, Kevin and I mentioned, uh, we, we were talking a little bit about the episode before. Um, I, I wonder if Isaac was wearing the, the metal suit under the pants. Yeah. Like, oh, like the actor? That, yeah, the yeah, actor. Yeah. Much like are the Mocklins, is Bordis wearing his full body suit under his suit for the show? I mean, his, his uh, you know, Orville outfit. Or is he just normal down there? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Tell me. <laughs> uh, and is there like a pelvic component of the suit? I think there's a, some codge piece or something. I'm, you can catch me any day of the week outside of front of Seth's house yelling through the gate. Tell me! <laughs> is Isaac wearing the suit? Does Bordas have the suit on? No answer. They don't even acknowledge me. It's more of like a, like I know Seth knows that I'm out there. They, this is his joke. With, this is our joke. Is that he's ignoring me and I'm yelling. I talked to him recently and asked him about it. And honestly, what it is, is he knows once he tells you, he's not going to see you anymore. So this is his way of spending time, more time with you. Wow. Just another, uh, another halo on this angel's head. He has so many halos. He's a super angel at this point. <laughs> right about his neck. Yeah. Beyonce wrote that song about him. Song? Who that is. Beyonce? Yeah. Song she wrote? She wrote Halo. Oh. Something about neck. I thought you were going to talk about my neck, my back. It's like, are we going to pretend that's Beyonce? Okay. <laughs> if it was, though. <laughs> 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 okay if it was though I don't yeah know. imagine <laughs> just imagine whole new world we're living in maybe trump doesn't get elected i don't know <laughs> with a mustache like uh I really want to go back to that mustache well <laughs> it was i thought it was weird that like claymore hated it so much but he wanted to keep it for some reason. Like, it seems like Bordas is kind of a bad husband to me. Oh. You think that your significant other should be allowed to dictate your personal grooming choices? Not necessarily, but I think it all just kind of adds up. He does not really seem to like his husband that much. He hates him because of the <laughs> baby thing. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. is true. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, never he got past him. that. <laughs> The resentment is palpable, and I, I, this is like just a testament to the bond of marriage. You know, all Bordis wants is sex in the uh, Pleasure, yeah. in the hollow uh, deck, and all Claire and Isaac want is sex in the hollow deck. Mm-hmm. Are we? I guess my point being, are we coming up on a three-way episode? <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I wonder if anybody that just anybody that goes into the hollow deck, if they can put on the Isaac suit, like the Isaac human suit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You never know. It's like a Russian roulette in the hollow deck. 
So yeah, best episode we've ever seen, of course. Um, but yeah. I, I, think, I think we do have to rate it as well. Um, this week, I'm going to turn to Miranda first. Miranda, what would you give this episode? A perfect episode. Best episode I've ever seen. Could not possibly be improved in any way unless I added the potato scene that, I'm, that I talked about. Mm-hmm. Other than that, absolutely perfect. 10 out of 10 Mingo coins. <laughs> <laughs> perfect score, yes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what are you thinking? I'm thinking I'm giving it enough flight miles to get from Dublin to New York and then back. <laughs> and that's a perfect score. How about you, Tim? I give it a three, which is late nights, long flights, dog bites. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect score, by the way. Uh, actually, it's possible to get a four with like a super perfect episode, but the lack of the potato scene really hurts this episode. <laughs> I think that's gonna that's gonna age poorly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're gonna have to. I mean, they're gonna have to do a re-release, mm-hmm. and maybe at the ten-year anniversary. This is fixable. This isn't a problem that. Well, it's, first of all, it's not gonna go away, and it is fixable. So you might as well nip it in the bud now. Personally, I'm going to give it a five hundred ninety-five thousand three hundred fifty-one out of five hundred ninety-five thousand three hundred fifty-one. Uh, the population as of 2017 of the city of Milwaukee, um, the place that Claire loves the most. I think that was what he said. Um, was that the right city? I don't think Baltimore, so. for sure. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Yeah, she's from Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Milwaukee, okay. But I think Milwaukee, it's a great day to talk about Milwaukee because... Uh, Fuck Milwaukee. Their, their sports team did well today. Oh, no. Oh, no, I messed up. Oh, um, Tim and Tim and Kevin. Wow, so I feel like I, I feel like I'm drinking the captain's piss right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad, unlike Kev. <laughs> Good one, Tim. Yeah, for some reason, nobody is talking about this episode on Twitter. I don't know why. Maybe just because it was like it aired in February or whatever, but it's probably kind of like how nobody talked in Hiroshima or Nagasaki after the nukes were dropped on them because this episode is a nuke uh, to Orville fans, and they're just because this this episode was. <laughs> I feel like I get it. Just finish it. No, I know where you're going with this. You gotta finish it. This episode was the bomb. <laughs> uh, I did find a Ask Me Anything on Reddit uh, where Mark Jackson, the guy that plays Isaac, uh, answered a bunch of Redditors' questions. Uh, let's see. Banshee Indian asked Mark uh, kind of a stupid question, but one I find myself asking a lot. In your opinion, is Isaac wearing a Kalon uniform or is what we see his body? Perhaps his body is some sort of jumpsuit wrapped around robotic components to protect them from the elements. Uh, and Mark Jackson says, I could answer your question, but 
A, I'll get fired, and B, I'd totally spoil it for you. You have some big answers coming your way this season. Ooh. You decided to read a question and answer about an episode that we haven't seen yet? Uh, no. I mean, the, the well, yeah, this AMA took place two days after this episode aired. So there's no spoilers for any episodes we haven't seen yet. Uh, I, I just thought it was funny that uh, he, he did not answer the question at all. I, I just feel like we should talk about this after we've seen the episode where apparently this is going to be revealed in a future episode. Is that is that what he's saying? It's okay. Yeah. He's not going to yeah, spoil it for us. We can talk about it. We can theorize. I'll say it. I think he's made out of plastic and that's it's just a suit he's wearing a plastic suit and he's really inside he only has like one microchip and that's how everything works to me i think he's made out of like mud or clay okay (laughs) they just put him in the shape of a man maybe he's the clay that greg you was talking about earlier (laughs) (laughs) oh it'd be a wild episode if they they finally get the Isaac suit off of him, and it is just a guy in the suit. Yeah, hello, <laughs> like the I am time. Clay. I am Clay. <laughs> <laughs> like he was tricking the Planetary Union. Yeah. Although I guess his fingers can like separate and do crazy computer stuff, so maybe not. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was doing to Claire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad he didn't spoil it this future episode, and I can't wait till they they must have like a whole episode dedicated to this, so I can't wait. Her other Reddit says, I told my father that you're doing an AMA, and he asked me to ask you this. Are the writers planning on allowing his character to become more three-dimensional? I'd love to see an episode where he gets human qualities for a while. Uh, and Mark says, Hi, Dad, and hello to you, too. That would be an interesting idea. Tell your dad that we certainly go on a hell of a journey with Isaac this season, so sit tight. <laughs> like, yeah, he never actually answers any question. In this episode, he gets lots of human qualities. I mean, he gets like a human body, so that was kind of a dumb question. It feels like these people are wasting his time. Yeah. Any real questions that you could ask, and I don't know why you would ask questions like that. It's just stupid. <laughs> ask, did you write the season one finale? <laughs> yes. That is the number one thing I want to find out. Yeah. Why didn't we ask him that? I didn't find out about the AMA until, you know, just earlier today. <laughs> Yeah, and as soon as I found out about it, I tried, but it's been archived. You can't comment on it anymore. You think he still checks and he just he doesn't maybe he doesn't know about archive stuff and he's waiting for more questions. Tweet at him. We just found out about your AMA. We're so sorry we're late, but can you please fit one more question into your AMA from three months ago? Did you write the season one finale? So we thought it said we thought it stood for "Ask me anytime." Sorry. <laughs> what's it like kissing? Um, you know, what's her name? Is it always you in the Isaac suit? Oh, that's hey, a question. question. Great when, when, question. When if he gets a day off? When is it Isaac's day off? 
Is Isaac a robot? Ask him that. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> so good. Who's <laughs> his mom? Isaac's mom, yeah. Yeah, who's Isaac's mom? Are we going to meet her? Is Claire going to meet Isaac's mom? Oh, awkward. <laughs> she uh, like keeps trying to poke her with sharp things or something not realizing she has skin that'd be so funny oh yeah that would be yeah that'd be hard because her her his parents you would imagine having gone through the training to be around humans or uh, biological creatures or whatever is isaac here's another great question is isaac constantly uplinking with back on home on his planet is he constantly telling them all the latest were they getting all the information of having sex with Claire as it was happening? Yeah, definitely he's sending videos of having sex with Claire back to his <laughs> home planet for sure, like, right? Should yeah, he say so. uh should he say mommy and daddy are watching? Should he say that to Claire? <laughs> I think maybe. I think that would be a good way to start the scene next time, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> All the episodes have already come out for this season, but maybe season three that could happen. Yeah, they could do a flashback episode that takes place <laughs> uh, in the middle of these. Yeah, one simple line of dialogue, and just repeat it, copy it. <laughs> uh, none of these qu- other questions are any good, so <laughs> I think that is it for the VMA. I was scrolling through the uh, Orville. Uh, post episode discussion thread and mm-hmm. these people are smart because <laughs> a lot of people are saying this is the best episode of the series <laughs> <laughs> and well they're right uh, and how like wonderful and nuanced it is and it's exploring you know all this stuff and Garrett Garrett Dark says I think this episode explored the concepts of relationship between humans and machines better than the movie Her even that movie Aww. was frustrating how well it starts out but then falls apart yeah hey wait a minute actually Unlike this episode. yeah no this episode <laughs> kept it tight the whole way through <laughs> I think, uh, hey, wait a minute. Actually, Bordis's mustache looked exactly like that guy in her. I wonder if that's a reference. And while I'm talking about Bordis's mustache, I actually thought it looked good on him. It looked dapper in a Magnum PI sort of way. Yeah, lock me up, Bordis. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is, yeah, like you said, clearly smart because um, he thought of the her thing just like me. And we both see that kind of thing with Seth where he just kind of just can kind of like take something really good and flip it on its head, like do his version of it. But it's like, uh, you know, the first person to ever dunk. Sure. That's cool. But have you ever seen Seth MacFarlane dunk? (laughs) (laughs) He's doing so much more. And his hang time is sick. (laughs) He has his tongue out, but like way more than MJ ever did. Mm -hmm. His tongue is so long when he dunks. (laughs) It's like dangling on his nipples. <laughs> yeah, suddenly he's got a yafit tongue. Of course, in street ball, he always plays skins. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's got to show off that bod. Yep. And no one's complaining, you know? Everyone else is like, oh, yeah, well, we'll be shirts. You guys be skins. 
Right. If you tried to play shirts, everyone would insist that, uh, no, no. I mean, uh, you, you could be on the skins team. If he was, if he was actually playing on shirts, everyone would be like playing him really rough and keep ripping pieces of his shirt off. (laughs) His tongue is only so long because he's jumping and the gravity is kind of like pulling his tongue. He's got a heavy tongue. The tip of it is very heavy. So people may kind of, I didn't go this way, but people get like kind of try to sexualize and they say, wow, he's got that long tongue. Um, But really, unless you're jumping, unless he's stonking on you, then you don't really get that same kind of effect with the tongue. So I just don't want anybody kind of, I don't know if they, I would, I don't want them to be disappointed as much as I don't want Seth to have to go through that, like feel like he needs to go put on his sneakers and <laughs> and like do it. Well, Kevin, the thing is the tongue is a muscle like any other. And if you, you work it, it's mm-hmm. going to get strong. It's going to get big like Seth's and uh, he really puts his tongue to good work. Oh yeah. A lot of exercise. Yeah, he can um lick his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> but only when he's dunking a basketball. <laughs> he's playing so much street ball. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so close, guys. Can we play another couple possessions? I'm almost there. That's why he, he gets banned. so much hang time. He was banned from the Sprite dunk contest. <laughs> Kenny said, let's go home. It's time to go home. And it was because Seth was <laughs> performing sex acts in front of a stadium full of people. It wasn't because the dunks were that good. <laughs> he said, it's over. And he meant it's over because the police are coming. <laughs> are we going to get a board of sex scene? Yeah. Other than the porn, I mean. Yeah. Other than the whole episode. Of a million Bordises having sex with each other. Real. Not like the, not holodeck. Real. <laughs> Tim, follow me here. If you think about it, whole episode about the child being a male or a girl, isn't that kind of a sex scene? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really, really good. Thanks for following me on that journey. And, and of course... It it sucks that we haven't gotten a Gordon Malloy sex scene yet. It's yeah, weird. I think that's just baffling. Yeah, yeah. If this is any indication of what Orville Knights will be like, is like like this episode had a sex scene in it. Um, we need full Orville Knights, and just if you have to do it on HBO or whatever, do it. Um, but we need uh, sex. We need more sex on this show. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, just imagining uh, all of the all of the crew members naked um, is just sort of. I find myself doing it on my commute a lot. <laughs> I'll just close my eyes and then go through the you know go through alphabetically. Are you driving? Yeah, you know Claire. Orville. And then I go back to Bordis. I always forget Bordis. <laughs> what about Alara? Oh, she's out. She okay. betrayed Alara. Seth. Yeah. Uh, betrayed Seth. <laughs> yeah. And Tala. 
And then I go back to Isaac because I, for, I always forget about him too. Really, <laughs> I skip on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I think in Orville Nights, we'd have like interstitials where, you know, just two random characters from the Orville would be having sex with each other. Like, <laughs> you know, no no plot reason for it. Just, you know, 30 seconds or so. Tasteful. And then we get back to the actual episode. Or even like kind of like what's that Pokemon kind of like ad breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these two cast members, you know, and they're it's like a silhouette of them having sex. <laughs> then at Just least... show you close up of genitalia and you have to guess. <laughs> it's pretty easy for Isaac, but everyone Who's else it's kinda hard. <laughs> Whose taint is this? <laughs> <laughs> This is a good show we're putting together. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I think we've done pretty much everything on the show, except for the final segment, the captain's kiss. Let's see. This episode. Hmm. I just real quick want to. I, I want to say. This has nothing to do with the captain's kiss, but I think. And maybe they'll do it this season. There should be a good cold play scene where maybe the scientist is playing and Seth is like, I don't know, thinking about stuff. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, what? I don't follow it all. Every good show has a song, has a cold play scene where you either listen to the song Yellow or um I don't the, think rule the world or vida la vida uh scientists no okay fine whatever maybe you guys would rather have like creed <laughs> i love creed oh seager no okay seager yes okay seager yes creed ew it's Christian music, man. Religion's bad. That's so good. It's like I can listen to rock without feeling guilty. And I just heard news Sorry. <laughs> Here's a good remix. What I just watched Orville today. Oh, okay. Feel what are we doing life. right now? What's happening in our podcast right now? <laughs> it's going to change. This is the new segment where we make up uh, Creed parody songs. <laughs> My butt spread open. <laughs> Ready to prank. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you guys see? Since we're not uh, doing anything, <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys see? We got a. I, I guess this is a segment. This is the other podcast segment. Did you guys see that we just got a, a DM from the Planetary Union podcast during during our recording? <laughs> what could be oh. because I DM them right before. Good. What is wrong? <laughs> Why are you engaging in fucking good people? Tim, what did you know? I noticed, or more, I remembered because we definitely have noticed this before. 
that their Twitter description describes themselves as the official The Orville <laughs> Podcast. And I got so mad. <laughs> well, they're criminals. They are criminals. I mean, they didn't oh, steal her. Wait, wait. Tim, Tim's message to them is just olive branch question mark. <laughs> forward, yeah. And their response. Hi, I'm part of the PUN social media team. Like, wow, yeah, I'm sure the Planetary Union Network podcast has just a a massive, uh, you know, overhead. So, so such a big team. They've got several people working social media. They've got, you know, yeah, I work at I work at the cafeteria in the lounge (laughs) for. They let me use the the Twitter account for a second. I believe you. <laughs> Don't kid yourselves. We know that's definitely one of the hosts. And playing, they don't understand our message. Come on. Oh my God. Who wrote that? just wrote Tim. You just write back. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, read, somebody has to read it for the listeners. Like, they can't, okay. You have to read their what they responded to Olive Branch question mark. Right. Uh, yes, I'm a part of the PUN social media team. I'm not sure I understand your message. I was not aware of a need for an olive branch. Okay, Tim, read what you wrote. <laughs> I'll read for the first time. Sorry, I'm a new <laughs> member of the Toe Top social media team. We're really busy over here, so I've been sold on board properly. We're growing so fast, we don't have the employee training infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> it is true it is true it is true since we've embraced the mingo mingo coin uh business uh business structure (laughs) we have been falling behind in a lot of areas uh yeah and it is true tim has never been properly onboarded you know um, but I'm going to rectify that tonight. Tim, you get the captain's kiss. Mwah. Wow. Wow. What? Oh, I'm so happy. Where does Tim get it? Uh, uh, I don't know. I just decided to. It is transferable, so maybe you should <laughs> give it to the Planetary Union. <laughs> <laughs> you, should send it, you should send it to them right now. You a captain's kiss. <laughs> You already, uh, you're gonna, you already messaged them again? <laughs> well, I kind of realized that we didn't really say anything in the first message. <laughs> you can, they did steal our uh, our title in their description. I've I've been saying it from epi- since episode one. These people are ca- are criminals, cowards. Any any. Any negative uh, description in the book can be used against uh, these other podcasters. Beeps. It is actually fucked up and really funny that they made their bio say that they're the official The Orphan Podcast. (laughs) 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 They're not, right? I mean, we are, but they're not. What's fucked up is they put that they were the original one. Right. Like, as if no, we are the original, the official Orville podcast. The first episode came out like right after the first episode of the Orville came out. 
How could they have started a podcast about it so fast? What, now, okay, now I now their their Podbean website. Oh, their planetaryunion.net says Planetary Union Network, the Orville official fan podcast. <laughs> oh, they're the uh, official fan, fan pod. podcast. Okay, <laughs> that's cute. Oh, I wonder if they're they're saying they're the official fan podcast of the or- official the Orville podcast. What? <laughs> I'm gonna God. feel I'm gonna feel so bad if I find out. I'm sorry. These guys <laughs> have been doing a fan podcast about him and us, and we've been calling them criminals the whole time. <laughs> they, they use the hashtag hashtag the Orville official podcast. <laughs> Dude, they're scared. They're scared of us. That's really, really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we did teach them that you can just call yourself the official podcast. And nobody will ever do anything about it. I'm shut down. <laughs> yeah, they're bad guys for sure, but their Twitter header image is really, really cool, and I and I, I am jealous of that. Can you describe it? Um, it is uh one guy that, that it's like cartoon guys, and they're on the bridge of the Orville. Um, one guy is uh. A real Gordon Malloy type, I think. He he looks like a real crazy, goofy guy. Oh, got a, You can tell because he has a goatee. And then the other yeah. guy, um, he has a white beard <laughs> and a yellow <laughs> Manchu <laughs> mustache. And uh, he has a like a, a bucket a hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> the hat is. It looks like he has a bike chain for a you know a hat band on it. This is where I start to feel a little bad. <laughs> I didn't realize how cool these guys were. Uh, needless to say, the hat is epic. Yeah, yeah. if somebody wants to draw us up a uh, <laughs> a Twitter uh, banner like that, that would be great. Ours, I mean, our current one is a fan made. Right. Our current one is amazing. I mean, it. Thank you, Jude, for uh, doing the, the very best uh, header image on Twitter. I mean, it is it, it does um, say, a couple of years out of date at this yeah, point. But... The best podcast of 2017. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. They, their YouTube. last year. <laughs> their YouTube channel. If you go, if you go to, on their website, click exclusives. They have the Orville season two gag reel. Are they actually associated with the Orville? Well, this was just they get the this? gag reel that was posted on Twitter last week. Oh, is it? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, why does it say exclusive? Well, I guess like you can just say official. You can just say anything is an exclusive. <laughs> Maybe I should put it in an exclusive section on the officially Orville podcast website. <laughs> Make an exclusive section and it just says Planetary Union sucks. <laughs> yeah, we should do a YouTube video where um, <laughs> we get a lot of the different, you know, celebrities that have left voicemails over the, the last two years um, to say how much Planetary Union sucks. Uh, but yeah, that's the podcast this week. Great job, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, uh, thanks. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for the oh. invite. I hope I get asked back next week. <laughs> Keep watching your mailbox. Please do call in and leave voicemails. It's 
splat job AI, as we all know. Would you not do that if you're a fan? What's it called in the next 72 hours? <laughs> yeah. uh, I lo- can we give a fan shout out? Should we start doing that? Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah, um, I just wanted to call out at Matt25092269 for saying cool. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) We're his only follower. We are are Matt's only follower. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) 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 Oh, and he looks really... I He's do think we should. Tweets. He tweeted cool at us one time, and then um, at that egotistic fun time guy on YouTube, he tweeted at him, We need a three season of the Orville. Oh, he's not wrong. Oh, true. It's really true. Uh, he seems correct, cool. Correct in both cases. I, we, should, we should give a fan shout out to at Gullyworks, who made a great, a great comparison chart of Orville characters and potential. Democratic presidential candidates. You can see on our Twitter. That was good. Yeah. That was actually good. Yeah, it was. Like it the was Orville. Funny. Yeah, big shout out Gully Works. Uh, give okay. us a call. Uh, 775 775-285-6224. Make the call. It's your call. AI. Hey, Splatjob AI, it's uh, appropriate because... Um, Isaac oh. <laughs> featured heavily this week and he made yeah. a little splat job on uh, Dr. Claire. <laughs> okay. The end. <laughs> Mullen Gary to Dublin to London, New York, and Seoul. We take small ideas and take them to big places. Conversation, gamification, and monetization. You've heard our pitch and you know our vision. Now we just want to make moves on it. Hi, I'm Sean. We haven't met yet, but you've probably met our CEO, Joe. Cool guy. More about him later. You see, social media is supposed to be easy. Communication's simple. But instead we find ourselves lost between platform to platform that we can't even keep up. I mean, how am I supposed to remember where I sent my last poop emoji? Really? 5,116 kilometers. Dublin to New York. That's how far we took this thing. We brought Mingo to the Stock Exchange, the PlayStation Theater, and Times Square. Long nights, late flights, jet lag, and so much snow. Was it worth it? Absolutely. We partnered with Hashgraph to be the first ICO on their platform. Using their technology means unprecedented speeds, which solidifies our platform to become a market leader. And that's exactly our plan. You see, we're not like everyone else in the valley. Building a user base is cool, but building a business is cooler. Mingo is a business, and we want you to be a part of that. Ultimately, your bottom line is our bottom line. We will make communication simple across these platforms, and we will bring crypto to the masses through our merchant platform and our esports. Together, we will turn spectators into users. As one Irish athlete said, we did not come here to take part. We came here to take over. So Joe calls me, and he tells me we're like two thirds of the way through with this thing, and it excited me. I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna make this video and I'm gonna call it 72 hours because I wanna hear from you in the next 72 hours. I'm excited to hear from you in the next 72 hours. 
I am a cog in a machine full of incredible people that know exactly what they're doing. The vision has never been clearer and we are all ready to go. If you're hearing this, it's because we have pitched to you. You have heard our pitch. And now we want to hear from you. Call me. It's your call.